girl Kia Jean. I am coming to you today with another episode on Queendom's podcast. Um, so today, um, this podcast um, is going to be about overcoming breast cancer. We're starting off the month of October. We know that October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I wanted to bring on um, a guest that I thought um, would be um, transparent with us about her journey, um, a little bit from experience with my mom with um, overcoming breast cancer um, in the fight. Um, normally we see it with our parents or, you know, older generation, but she's our age. She's young. And so let's talk. I wanted to dive in and talk about it a little bit. So I have none other than Miss Christy Davis here with us hey. today. And so we're just going to dive in. Okay. okay. So first First, just tell the viewers a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a mother of two boys. I am an entrepreneur, a graphic designer, and I'm actually about to venture out into another business. Okay. And um, I am a breast cancer survivor for two years. Uh, I've been residing in Tupelo, Mississippi, majority of my life. And um, that's pretty, I don't have much to say. <laughs> I'm a graduate of Mississippi State University. I have my degree in fashion design. And um, that's pretty much it. I'm working part time at H&M, doing okay. my business. So that's pretty much my life right now. Oh, you're still working? I'm still working. Okay. I'm doing it part time. Okay, okay. So, um, so let's, let's talk about the big C. That's what, you know, everybody calls it the big C. Yeah. So when you first um, got diagnosed, I know there was a lot of emotions that came with yeah. it. Um, so how how did you feel when I well I, first I had found a lump in my breast. Okay, and that's how it kind of started. And the funny thing is, I walked around with this lump in my breast for two years. Okay, because I kept ignoring it and. My mom was like, Chris, you need to get that check. You need to get that check. My friend's like, you need to get that check. I'm mm -hmm. like, no, it's fine. I went to my surgery because I had a breast reduction okay. um, in 2012. Okay. In 2011, 2012. had a breast reduction. And so I went back to the surgeon. I was like, you know, hey, it's a lump on my breast. Mm -hmm. You know, can you check it out? And he was like, oh, it's just a keloid. Uh, it's probably scar tissue. Don't worry about it. Uh -huh. so that's why I said two years later, I just... Went on about thinking like, oh, it's just keloid. It's not cancerous. Right. Not thinking anything of it. Mm -hmm. And I actually, when I got my job at H and M, and I was away at in El Paso for a training, mm -hmm. and I told my mom, I was like, oh my god, this this lump is is itching. It's starting to get. Um, I started having like pain in my nipple, mm -hmm. and it would be so excruciating. Like I would have to literally like just lay down and rub it. Yeah. So I went when I got back home. In August, I said, "Well, I'm gonna go ahead and make an appointment with my with an OBGYN." So I called, and he got me in. He's like, "Well, I just think it's probably, you know, probably some uh, a cyst or something like that." Yeah. So he said, "But I'm not gonna take it lightly. Mm -hmm. Let's go ahead and get you checked." So he took me to the breast care center. Okay. He took me to the breast care center. They did a uh, mammogram mm -hmm. and then they did a sonogram. Well, when the doctor came in after looking at the sonogram, he's like. Sorry to tell you this, uh -huh. said, but I've been doing this long enough. I believe you have breast cancer. Okay. And literally, like my mom was with me, mm -hmm. and it's just like everything just like 
drop. Because the first thing we associate cancer with is death. Yeah. You know, yeah. just being real. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I got two boys. Mm -hmm. What did I do to deserve this? Mm -hmm. Like, where's my life going? Like, I just kept thinking, like, and I actually even saw myself in the casket and everything. Everything was just going at that one time. Yes, yeah. But, um, you know, he's like, but he's, but when he started talking, he was like, I seen this. He said it could, it may not be breast cancer. He's okay. like, yeah, I, I do believe that there's a higher power that can actually come back and your test results are negative. He's yeah. like, but let's, he said, we'll do a biopsy. So mm -hmm. we did a biopsy. And within a week, they called me back and they said, well, it is confirmed you have stage two breast mm -hmm. cancer. Okay. Mm -hmm. I remember when my mom, um, got um she was getting ready to turn 50 mm -hmm. in november and i've been um for her 50th birthday um somewhere around that time she went to the doctor to um just do her normal you know like checkup and right. physicals and stuff and um she had a mammogram done and they diagnosed and said she had breast cancer mm -hmm. and they like sized it at this mm -hmm. at one whatever centimeter or however they right, do it. Right. But then two weeks later, she had, they had her to come back for something and it had like grew just wow. like expeditiously. Right. So the plan that they had talked about mm -hmm. on the first visit, they had to move quickly right, with right. another plan. Mm -hmm. And I wonder then, I was like, I wonder if it's because of getting that information and your body goes through so many emotions of trying right. to process exactly what mm -hmm. they said which actually sent off some toxins or something in your body that made it like grow fast. Okay. Yeah, faster. right, right. And I heard a lot of people say, you know, stress and mm -hmm. things that we do. Yeah. Um, mine was associated with hormones, okay. actually. It was too much estrogen in my body. Really? So the only thing we could think of was, you know, um, the IUD birth controls and yeah. things like that. Yeah. They probably um, attributed to the breast cancer. Okay. Um, but like you said, going back to, you know, the planning, they do plan. They tell you, oh, we're going to do this, 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 and this. Mm -hmm. In the process of the whole journey, everything got switched up. I'm talking about like at the last minute, every time. It was, and yeah. it was just always um, a mental, because you try to prepare yourself mentally for what's, mm -hmm. what's to come next. Mm -hmm. And then we go to doctor's office, we're going to change this around. Yeah. So that was hard for me um, because mine was the size of a golf ball. Yeah. And then it had small... Uh, tumors around that, mm -hmm. so it, it was attached to my uh, breast wall. Mm -hmm. So they didn't know if they could get it all because we're like, um, it's so it's attached. We don't know. We don't want to scrape too much because then it starts going into you know blood and everything like that. So I'm like, oh my god, what is really going on? Mm -hmm. But um, we've started. We he had planned to do surgery first, mm -hmm. then chemotherapy. And then they switched around and said, well, we're going to do chemotherapy first, so we're going to try to shrink it down as mm -hmm. much as we can, then do the surgery, mm -hmm. we'll probably do a mammogram, and then you'll go into radiation. Mm -hmm. So that was a process for me, and like I said, along the way, it did change up here and there. Um, in my mind, I was ready to do the mammogram, yeah. but we ended up doing a lumpectomy because he's, he told me some things behind that, and I was like, well, I'm fine with that, because at first I was like, cut my breast off. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this again. Yes. This is something I don't want to have to don't do in the future. Mm -hmm. But when he explained to me that, you know, if there's a reoccurrence that the cancer cells will need somewhere to go back to, and if it doesn't have a breast to go back to, it can go back to somewhere else in your body. And so when he told me, explained that to me, I was like, 
Well, yeah, let's let's keep the breast. But I'm I'm not claiming. Yeah, I'm yeah, not claiming right. a reoccurrence again. Right. But just for the future sake, you know, let's right. just save it. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. So I know that because your uh, your boys and your family, mm -hmm. you know, how how did you um, explain? Because your boys are young. Yeah. So how did you uh, get, tell them or explain to them so that they can understand? What was going on right now with mommy? Yeah, that was um, because that's the process. In it itself. is a process yeah. in itself. I think it didn't register with them because Landon, my oldest, he's ten now, and then my youngest, Aiden, he's six. Okay. So at the time that I got diagnosed, um, Aiden was three, probably going on four, and then Landon was seven. Okay. Going on eight, okay. if I'm correct with my numbers, but um. But I sat them down, and they actually, when they when I went to go um, to talk to the doctors, and they were telling me about you know breast cancer, they actually gave me a book mm -hmm. about how to talk to children about breast cancer okay. and you know what mommy's going through. Mm -hmm. So I read that to them, okay. and I and my family, you know, we all sat down yes. and we talked about mm -hmm. the things. I was kind of ignorant, I guess you can say, or um, lacked the knowledge of what to go through with mm -hmm. breast cancer because I'm thinking I would never have to go through that. So you don't think about like what somebody would go through. You would just see somebody go through it and be like, I hope they pray, you know, pray they go through mm -hmm. it and everything. Um, but I just kind of talk them through it. I try to educate myself a little bit more about it mm -hmm. and try to prepare them. And literally they walk with me every step of the way from me losing my hair. They were there mm -hmm. uh, when I was in the shower and see me cry, yeah. you know, because that was a rough thing for me. Um, seeing me fatigued, not being able to hug them. I couldn't, I couldn't hug and kiss them mm -hmm. because the chemo is so strong that if any type of my body fluids got onto them, it could yes. get on them mm -hmm. and it was considered poisonous for their body. Yeah. So that was a hard thing for them to not be able to hug mommy when they sit in the bed and mm -hmm. I'm feeling well. Mm -hmm. And um, so usually around the day two or three, they would lay in the bed with me and watch TV. So my mom like, y'all leave them alone. I'm like, nah, my boys, that's, you know, yeah, let them lay with me. Yeah. Time. So she would allow them, that would be our time together. Mm -hmm. And whenever I felt well, I would always take trips and stuff with them. But I try not to let them see me down too much mm -hmm. because I didn't want them to stress. Mm -hmm. But it did, it did affect my oldest son in school. He's always been a made all A's and E's, mm -hmm. and it started getting to the point where he was making C's and not making back good grades. So when I went to talk to the teacher, she's like, "I didn't know you were going through this," mm -hmm. and so it did affect him mm -hmm. negatively as far as academic. But we finally got him on back on track. Mm -hmm. But it was something that they had to, um, like I said, they it was just a, a journey they walked through with me. Yeah, yeah. Um, that I mean, that's good because they, they were so young. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I wanted to know, and I didn't know that you couldn't hug them or kiss them or yeah. Well, hugging yeah. them is the strange yeah. part, mm -hmm. but the kissing, loving on them, you know, right. the way you want to. I didn't know. Yeah, because we were grown. Mm -hmm. We were grown. We didn't have little ones, so my mom didn't have right. you know that part. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay, great. So I know that. <clears throat> I mean, not that I know that. I wonder, what, did you ever, you know, because they tell us don't question God. Right. You know, our parents, mm -hmm. our older generation, church people tell us don't question God. But there had to be some questions. Because oh, I question, oh, you know, yeah. God, oh, yeah. for real, you know, mm -hmm. did you ever get angry at God? Or, I did. Or, or, I really did. You know? I heard so many people, you know, like, well, I just figured God was, uh, he, he, he knew all. This. And I'm like, 
No, 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 I understand it was a test, but I mean, I don't think he would test me like this when my life is in danger. I took it as, you know, at first I was like, what did I do Yeah. to deserve this? Mm -hmm. Like, I've always helped people. I try to be there. I try to, you know, be... You know, just be that good Samaritan, live a good life as much yes. as I can. Nobody's perfect, mm -hmm. but I try to do the best that I can do. And it's like, what did I do to have something like this to come up on me? Mm -hmm. Like, you're literally putting me in a death situation, God. Mm -hmm. Like, why? And it was, it was really something. It was really more of a spiritual thing. Yeah. So the journey for me, I really appreciate the journey I went through with Bear's Cancer because the journey became more. Um, strengthening in my spiritual walk. Okay. And so, like I said, the beginning part of it, it was rough. It was, it was something that was constantly questioned. Then I started down God. Like I'm like, you know what? This, this can't be God. Yeah. This can't be God doing something like this. Like why, why would He do this to me? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, and, and we hate, I hate to compare, but like you know, there's people out there doing this in the world, right. and then you won't give this to them, but you're gonna give this to me. Right, right. And I even think about other people that I know that are undeserving for something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and I don't know if that's right what to say, but you know, but it was something I did question. I did get angry, but it took me a while. And having positive people around me, yes. having people to pray with me, mm -hmm. and keeping a lot of negativity and a lot of religious talk yes. is what helped me build my spirituality. And then building my spirituality helped me have a better walk with God through the process and understand. I still don't know the why. Yes. Still don't know the why. Mm -hmm. But it helped me process through the whole journey of 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 being diagnosed with cancer. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna ask, because um, I know at, at some point gears change mentally mm -hmm. and for for positive. Right. And I what I wanted I was getting ready to ask, what tools did you use to make sure that you stayed positive? Keeping the right people around you. Okay. Um Lucretia Crump actually was um, you know, she's a breast cancer survivor. Okay. And she really helped me through it. It's another lady um, named Miss Denise. Uh-huh. When I say these two people, they don't know. I don't know if they know, but they were very vital in my walk with it because they prepared me for every step of they were raw. Mm -hmm. That's what I needed. I don't yes. want somebody to come like, Well, you're gonna be all right. Mm -hmm. I need somebody like, girl. This is what's going to happen. You're not going to feel pretty. You're not going to feel this way. You're going to feel sick. You know, and I needed all of that. Mm -hmm. They really helped me along the way with that. And that's and it's not being negative. It's just being real. Yes. yes. So having somebody that's real and then having those people around you being positive. I would not let people cry around me. When I, yes. when I first found out um, and people start breaking down and crying mm -hmm. in tears, I'm like, okay, I need you to either walk away yes. or hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. Call me back when you're done. <laughs> Right. And because I did not want to, because like I said, a lot of people associate that with death. Mm -hmm. They think about, you know, the pain and suffering someone has to go through. So having those people around me, and I told people, I only want positivity. Mm -hmm. Don't tell me a story about, you know, oh, my grandmother had it or my auntie had it and they died. Please don't don't bring that to me. Mm -hmm. And I hate to, to stop them from something that's an emotional thing for them. Mm -hmm. And I know they did, they meant well. Right. But. I didn't want that. Right. I didn't want that around me. So that right there was the most vital thing. And then, like I said, building my spiritual walk. Mm -hmm. I remember when you were talking me when you were just talking about positivity and people crying and mm -hmm. things like that. So when my dad passed away, it's going to be 
three years. What's today? The 26th? Okay, so it'll be three years in a couple uh -huh. days, in two days. But I remember after, you know, at first you go through your process of grieving and shock right. and all of that. And one of my um, aunties, you know, I would call and I would be checking on her. Mm -hmm. And I'm the only child, and right. I'm like, and, for, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna check on her, make sure she's okay, whatever, try to stay in communication with this one. And um, every time I would call her, she, I would bring up my dad. Right. She would bring him up. Mm -hmm. But then she would be on the phone, like, sobbing as if it just happened. Right, right. That day, you know, and mm -hmm. I was like, and, and so I found myself saying, Auntie, it's going to be all right. We mm -hmm. don't, you know. And then I thought after I would get off the phone and be like, that ain't healthy. You know? Right, right. So then right. I would, you know, try to reach back mm -hmm. out to her again. And she would do bring him up again. Mm -hmm. And back the same scenario again right. to where now I was like, you know what? She's grieving. I, I mean, I had figured out, I had made a wise decision in myself. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she's grieving on something that I don't know about. And mm -hmm. I ain't even going to try to right. figure it out. Right. But, you know, I'm going to let her have her space and her moment. When she ready, she'll call me. Right. I'm not going to reach back mm -hmm. out to her. And mm -hmm. I just left that alone because right. if not... You know, one, it would have you thinking there's something wrong with you mm -hmm. because you ain't when right. you already you're not dealt with it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you didn't dealt with how you, how you needed to deal right. with it, and you didn't move on and start, uh -huh. you know, living. I was like, that is weird. You it know? is because you know something like that. You just it, it, you hate to separate yourself from people. Yeah, but at the same time, because I mean, I'm a person. I I I, I love. Um, I mean, I can be a recluse, but I love being around people too. Yeah. And if they need to talk or whatever, I'm always there. But I'm learning that was something I did have to learn through is being able to, okay, this is my time. Mm -hmm. It's not being selfish, but I don't, sometimes you have to um, secure your spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And sometimes people's spirits, it'll, like you said, it'll come on you and you start thinking like, Okay, am I supposed to be feeling some type of way? Yeah. <laughs> like in actuality, no, you have to guard your spirit in so yes. many ways. And that is something that I had to learn. Some people's phone conversations, mm -hmm. okay, let me, I, I'll talk to you later. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't me trying to be ugly, like not trying to hear what you had to say, but I really didn't want to hear what you had to say. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And and I really didn't need what with all that energy because I experienced it can go through the phone mm -hmm. and it's and once you hear it in your ear gate and mm -hmm. everything else it start resonating you don't need all that so I'm learning now and even now I have to start learning because like I said people just I, I think I'm easy to gravitate to because I'm personally like to listen mm -hmm. I like to talk and you know if you ask me I'll give you opinion mm -hmm. but I have to also learn how discernment on you know like okay Christy it's time to shift this conversation. Keep your time. Right. Yeah. So I know like with changes, um, my mom, she um it's taken her a minute to build her confidence back up. Mm -hmm. And she's going on year six or seven, I believe. Yeah. Um, to where at one point she didn't because my mom she got rid of her whole mm -hmm. you know her breast and it probably could have been my mom made a lot of decisions without right. us she didn't want us to go to the mm -hmm. doctor with her and that wasn't healthy right you know right you're right and I had to pull like daughter card mm -hmm. oldest card and go you know exactly like, yeah because um so um anyway um it took her a minute to where she didn't 
to feel confident enough to change her shirt, you know, change clothes in front of the grandchildren. She right. was fine with me. Um, and to accept, you know, she embraced the losing of the hair. She mm -hmm. embraced that very well because, you know, she wore short hair all the time. But even the self-consciousness of trying to get back out there and date, right? Um, because my mom, well, let's, let me backtrack. My mom had a double whammy. Mm -hmm. So she was fighting breast cancer, right. but also her husband was divorcing her in the midst of it. Yeah. So yeah, so she was fighting a double, you know, right. a double mm -hmm. thing. And so, um, and to build the confidence back up or make the right. change or the switch or whatever to even start mm -hmm. back out or want right. to, you know, because you lose so much of yourself mm -hmm. and you got to build it back up. Right. So I say all of that for the question that I'm asking is, what changes did you have to make to get yourself, you know, back out in the forefront of life? Um, just basically, one Again, being positive mm -hmm. because you have to have a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. Not saying it was there all the time because there was times that I did fight. I totally understand the self-esteem part mm -hmm. because one losing your hair, you know, we associate beauty with hair. Yes. That's just that's just something that we grew up thinking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But when I lost my hair, when I was in the shower and I was washing my hair, they didn't tell me I couldn't wash my hair. This was at the first treatment. Oh. So they're like, you're not gonna lose your hair till after the third or fourth treatment, you'll be fine. Yeah. And they they call it the um the red devil. Mm -hmm. And um that was like the strongest chemo. So I was like, okay, so I'm thinking in my head, okay, I got time to prepare my mind. Mm -hmm. No. I had my treatment and then a week later I washed my hair and I'm talking about like it was coming out in chunks. Uh -huh. And I'm just watching my hair just go out down the drain. Uh -huh. And I'm like, oh my God. So then I'm I'm like crying. Yes. I called my mom. Then I call one of my best friends. She's like, I'm on my way. And then I'm just like sitting here, like trying to comb through my hair. Mm -hmm. And I'm chunks. I'm talking about like chunks. And I laugh about it now because I tell my mom, I was looking like, like Fire Marshal Bill from the <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was spicy about it. But um, when I called my beautician, Kiana, because I was trying, I was like, maybe I can make it work. I pulled it back, I greased it up, and I said, uh -huh. and, and my mom was like, uh, and I remember at the afternoon, I was like, well, let me try to see if I can wrap my hair. Mm -hmm. I don't know why about that. <laughs> I pulled it and then hair still like coming out. Coming. Yes. And so that's when I called my beautician. It was actually on my birthday. And she, um, she shaved my hair bald for mm -hmm. me. And I remember I, I put makeup on and everything before I went. Mm -hmm. So I was like, just in case so I won't say, ooh, I look ugly. Mm -hmm. But I, I actually loved it. Yeah. And it helped build my confidence. But in the process between that time up until, even up until now, mm -hmm. I still have, you know, um, insecurities, mm -hmm. um, especially when I take my shirt off and I see that this breast is like up here and this one's down here. Um, it's not something that I, I'm like, okay, get over it. Cause I was going to get plastic surgery to get that, to get it even out. Okay. Then I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to go through any more surgeries or anything like that with that. I'm just going to deal with that, find my self-love, and mm -hmm. that's something I'm still working on now. Mm -hmm. But working out right now has been helping me build more confidence. I've been feeling better about myself, mm -hmm. eating right. So it's a slow process, even <clears throat> two years, being that it's two years now, it's still a process for me to try to find that self-esteem in me that I once had and, and build it back up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, 
this was a big thing for me that I really admired with you was you shared your journey with us on social media. Yes. Um, I thought that was brave. I thought it was awesome. Um, I enjoyed it because from a distance, I was able to pray for Christy. Yes. And, Thank you. and not, I, I didn't have to call you right. to let you, mm -hmm. you know, it was something that was done right. behind the scenes mm -hmm. and celebrated when you celebrated. I yes. remember like right now, my, I remember you ringing that bell yes. and just jumping up and down and everybody, your close people mm -hmm. were in the room with you and yeah. feeling the emotion of it because I felt it through the video mm -hmm. as well and can identify with it. You know, right. I thought that was, I, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. um, and I thank you for it because yes. I, everybody is brave enough to mm -hmm. share right. their their valley moment right with the with the world mm -hmm. um what made you share i'm an open book first of all <laughs> you can ask me and i'll, I'll tell you and if it's too personal i'm like i'm not gonna share that yeah but they were gonna be, people are gonna eventually see it okay. you know i felt like it was something that they're gonna know because i work in retail so they were gonna see me eventually Ball headed or like something ain't right or she was a little sick. Mm -hmm. But I also wanted to just looking back at what you know my cousin went through, Lucretia, mm -hmm. and how she shared her journey, mm -hmm. and me seeing that I I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I could be a help to someone else mm -hmm. along this journey. Plus, it helped me out because. I had so many people inboxing me mm -hmm. and telling me, well, Christy, you know, keep it up. You, you know, you inspire me or I thank you for sharing your journey with me because it's making me look at life differently on some levels. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not going through what you're going through, but it's making me see, make me appreciate more of what my life is like. Yeah. And so it really made me feel good that I did share that because I really wanted people to just kind of see. I even went, I even did a video. Uh, them, you know, how they started off putting the, um, the port, the IV and everything, yes. the port. So I did a video on that. I did a video on, you know, how they gave me my chemo. Mm -hmm. So I wanted people to just kind of see what I went through. Mm -hmm. And I've actually, it was only a couple of people. I've had some people like, why are you sharing this on Facebook? There are people that pray against you. But to me, I'm like, if God said no weapon form, uh -huh. then are you saying that God is weak? Like, I mean, like, no, I'm not thinking that. If he said no weapon is formed against me, no weapon is formed against me. So if anybody's praying against me or praying my downfall or for any death or anything like it that, it ain't going to prosper. So me putting that out there had nothing to do with it. That's that's probably your insecurity, your yeah. negative thinking. I don't need you to put that on me. Mm -hmm. But I also have people say something, you know, like, oh, she shouldn't take pictures of her head boss. She need to walk around with the weed. Oh. I've had people tell me, um, one of the, I've actually had three different people tell me, and I'm like, that sounds a little extra religious, but they're like, <laughs> you, um, do you have any hatred against the woman? Because that's the reason why you got breast cancer, because you got some hatred in your heart against some, some woman. And I'm like, what? That's this is crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, I promise you, I've had all type of stuff. And, but I wanted to share my journey because to me, I felt like it was something that everybody could watch because I, like I said, I was ignorant. I didn't know anything about what somebody really had to go through. Mm -hmm. So for the next person to 
if they had a family member or anything like that. And I've had people say, hey, I got a mother or a sister or something like that that's going through this. Can you, do you mind talking to them mm -hmm. or do you, can mm -hmm. you share some of the things you went through? Mm -hmm. And I didn't mind sharing it mm -hmm. because I was just being real. Now, some people, you know, they may not have a right to hear because they thought it was negative, but like, if you're saying that what I said was negative, you say that my journey was negative. Right. My journey was not negative. It was positive for me. And I'm a person of being raw and truth. I got the raw truth. It's only fair for me to give somebody the raw yes. truth because it's not a, it's not an easy thing to go through at all. It is. It's not. I remember um, one time my mom, um, she was going to a doctor's appointment and she had slipped up in conversation and told me um, when when the appointment was and what time. And mm -hmm. I just bookmarked it, took off work. Because right. mind you, I'm in Alabama. Mm -hmm. And me and my husband, with him working in the medical field, we wanted mom to come here right. so that we can take care of her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband works at UAB, which is a bigger hospital. Right. And so... Um, and, but my mom didn't want to leave my brothers because I, I, I have two brothers that are way younger than us. Uh -huh. My mom waited to teen, we were teenagers to have two more boys. Right. Basically, they were my, uh, my <laughs> yeah. children. You know what I said? But they were in high school and they were getting ready to graduate and mm -hmm. they were, you know, and she didn't want to leave them. Right. And she wanted to be close to them that she could. Mm -hmm. So then we, I respected that. But anyway, I showed up to, well, on my way to her doctor's appointment. She knew I was coming by then when I told her I was coming, but right. I only gave her like her was on that Monday. Mm -hmm. I told her maybe Saturday that right. I was coming, you know, yeah. so she wouldn't. And um, on my way to that appointment, um, I ended up having a flat tire wow. going to the appointment. So I had to call. I had to call and tell her that I was that I had a flat mm -hmm. uh, a flat tire on the side of the road, but don't worry about it. AAA is on their right. way. I'm gonna get a new tire mm -hmm. and I'm on my way. But I needed my auntie to take my take her to the doctor, right. and I would just meet them right at the doctor's right. appointment. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it was a snowstorm or something. Not a storm, but it was snowing and everything had shut down, so things was delayed. Right. And some appointments on that Friday got pushed into that Monday, mm -hmm. so her appointment ended up getting delayed right however she my mom was so sick in her body and had lost hope and energy and all yeah. that to where she was going to give up she had given up right and she was sick her body was fighting against mm -hmm. her so when i got to the doctor she was wrapped all up in cover and everything sitting yeah. in the waiting room and when i come in i come in you know high energy right. love, but i noticed something you know mm -hmm. someone writing i didn't say anything to right. her and when we got to the back and the doctor came and seen her, he noticed it too. Right. And we went straight to the emergency, to the hospital. Mm. And we stayed in the hospital for a whole week. My mom's mm. body was shutting down on her because she wasn't eating. One, she didn't have the appetite. Right. She right. was also, like I said, she mm -hmm. was fighting a double yep. whammy mm -hmm. because her husband, you know, was the yeah. on her. So she was mentally going through that, which right. shut down right. her body. And so she was just going through a lot. Mm -hmm. And in the hospital, um, I we I ended up staying that whole week. I never even came back to Alabama. Right. I stayed, and my my oldest baby brother he came up and everything. And after you know, family members came that day mm -hmm. once she got settled in. But that night when night hit, they had took my mom to go get some type of testing or something, uh -huh. and the doctor came in and he just talked to me and my brother. Mm -hmm. And so my mom hadn't even told the doctor that she was fighting, that she was getting a divorce. Right. She just kept it all in, and he was like. Oh my God, I did not know that she didn't say that. And I was wondering what was going mm -hmm. on because she was coming to the doctor by herself. And right. I'm like, where's her family? This, and I'm mm -hmm. like, we're here, but she never would tell right. us. So he got my, like he, I was on the 
foul for me to be able to, mm -hmm. you know, call and right. talk and uh -huh. all that good stuff. And he was like, oh, I'm so glad you're here and this, that, and the other. And he was like, this is what, you know, he just gave it to me right. wrong. Like, this is where we are. If she don't do this, she's right. not going to make it. Right. Like, you know, A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. So my brother, my brother was there and I was like, we're going to have to have a conversation with mom. Like, mm -hmm. do you want to be in on this conversation right, or do right. you not? I'm giving, because they still in high school. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you want to be in on a conversation, yes. Right. But if you don't, I got to have a serious conversation with mom tonight right. when she mm -hmm. come back. He was like, um, no, nah, I don't want to be in it. And I was like, I'm fine with that. Right. But let me tell you what we what we gonna have to talk. What I'm gonna have to talk to her about. And he was like, okay. So me and him had a conversation. Mm -hmm. She came back, and everything was fine. Right. You know, in the room or whatever. But once everybody, it got quiet, and it was just mm -hmm. she and I. Mm -hmm. And the doctor came. You know, he did come back and visit yeah. her, but he, we he never said anything to her about our conversation, mm -hmm. which was great. Right. And so that night, we ended up having a conversation, and I wanted her to choose. I I wanted her. Her to choose what she wanted to do mm -hmm. how did she want to proceed right and after and I and I just gave her the raw facts mm -hmm. of what was going on right there in right, that moment right. and you make the decision mm -hmm. and then from that decision then we I know which way we need to go right you right. know how we're mm -hmm. gonna do this and so she made her decision and from there she's been ticking yeah you know up, mm -hmm. uphill now and she'll laugh and joke with people and be like right. you know I was over I wasn't even caring anymore but yeah you know, she was like I was hoping she said that she thought for, she when I called and told her that I was stuck on the side of the road, mm -hmm. she thought I wasn't gonna make it to that right. appointment. But little did she know the appointment was delayed mm -hmm. so that I could get there right, right on time. Yeah, because she yeah. said she was going in to tell the doctor she wasn't taking no chemo, she wasn't doing no more radiation, mm -hmm. she wasn't doing no, you know, because yeah. it, it had really mm -hmm. heavy head got on her. Yeah. And she said, and then lo and behold, here you come walking through, uh, and I'm still <laughs> in the waiting room. <laughs> Right. You know, so I, I do believe that God has things set up yes. right on time for yes. you know for us mm -hmm. in our moments and people in our lives and in place uh -huh. to be to come right in right when it's need to be. You're right. I had um, went through that that moment because mm -hmm. um, it was like I was going through um, like uh, a lot of things in my body because mm -hmm. it was I think it was like the third treatment mm -hmm. and they had to delay my treatment because I was having so many issues with my body mm -hmm. so um i had like herpes in my mouth and i'm thinking i when i went when the doctor told me he's like you have herpes it's like i've not been having <laughs> what are you talking about like how about now and he's like no everybody has herpes and, and you know it just flares up or something so i was like okay because i was like i did not know i'm like hold up but um i could not eat for two weeks, I, all I could eat was like applesauce and jello. Okay. Um, and then I was having um, like diarrhea and things like that. And my body went through so much. And like I said, I didn't, I, they, they prepared me, but I didn't know until I walked through it how, mm -hmm. how hard it was on me. And, um, and they gave me, all, I got all type of medication. And I'm like, oh my God, I got something for nausea. I got something for my loss of appetite. I had something for, you know, me not being able to sleep. Mm -hmm. And then uh, something that would, uh, then they, they put steroids in my body. So sometimes I'll be up two or three days straight. And then I'll just, I'm right. just down. Uh -huh. Yeah. So they gave me a lot of medication, but I eventually took myself off of it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, you know what? Y'all are giving me enough poison with this chemo. And I just started going more of a natural route. Yeah. I, I'll just say that. But that's been more than, 
around. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll just say animals. Yeah. And it did yeah. help. Uh-huh. Because um, I had a, a guy, he was actually going to school mm-hmm. to learn about um, like herbs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, Christy, he's like, I'm going to be honest with you. He's like, smoking is okay. He's like, but if you eat it, your body's getting the benefits from it. Oh, wow. So when he said it like that, I'm like, okay. So when I started doing it, I started sleeping better. Mm-hmm. My appetite started picking back up. Um, when I would have pains and those aches and pains, it helped relieve it a lot. So, I mean, I'm not telling everybody, you know, that's well, something you have to do, but to helps. me, it helped because it's natural. And that's really what it's for. Mm-hmm. You know, not just like, oh, I just want to get high. Uh-huh. It was, it's literally, it has so many um, medicinal benefits to it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I mean, I appreciate, you know, somebody like that coming to me and telling me, he was telling me certain fruits and certain vegetables I don't need to eat mm-hmm. and stay away from. And that helped me out a lot too. So like I said, it was more, I, I had to change more natural. So like I said, all those medications, because I had like, probably like 10 or 12 different medications yeah. that they want me to take every day or take here. I even had like, you know, medicine for nausea to put on my skin. I'm like, this is just too much to take because yeah. after I have take those medications, then I have side effects from those. And it just was an ongoing That's process. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I just went all natural yeah. and that was the best thing for me. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know, they ask me like, what do I need to take? Okay, I'll suggest this to you. Right. You don't have to do it. Yeah. But this was, it was, it worked for me because I knew I was getting a lot of poison in my body. That chemo was poisoned by itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they have to, if you have to put aprons on, gloves on, yes. and everything just to give it to mm-hmm. me, because you can't have it touching your skin, mm-hmm. but you're putting it in my body, mm-hmm. I don't need any other man-made med- medicines to add to it. Yep. So I just left all that alone, and like I said, that's what helped me out, because it, it is a lot of physical things that you go through, even mental. Yeah. So it, it you have to do what's best for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My mom, um, does the, she still to this day does the same thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. Every now and then for me too. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it helps her. I mean, well, which my mom been smoking weed since. Uh, <laughs> I've never known that's yeah. her. You know, mm-hmm. and so, and I honestly think that is what helped her because uh, throughout mm-hmm. journey, you know, mm-hmm. Even, you know, of course she stopped for a little while because she, you know, she was right. trying to grasp everything. But mm-hmm. now, you know, she, you know, it's, it's the best thing that helps her. It is. And if she could ever get a prescription for it, y'all. Oh, yeah. They, they don't need to give me one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I, I do, I, 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 I say like, as if I'm saying, like, well, I got to take a medicine. <laughs> but, but the best thing, I mean, but I can say that um, it, it does help. Even when I was researching, because mm-hmm. I was trying to find natural ways to, you know, help heal. Mm-hmm. I went on to the American Cancer Society site, mm-hmm. and they talk about it. Yes. They said cannabis is the best it's thing. A, mm-hmm. It's more natural as long as you're getting it organic. You know, somebody's just making it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that it's not something off the street. That's one thing I was told. Right. So I actually had donations given to me. <laughs> Some people were like, I got this one dispensary. You want some? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, I'll take it. I'll, yeah. take, I'll take it. I remember, now my mom, um, just re- well, I'm saying just recently, but I think this may be last year, I believe. My mom actually, um, now my, she lives in Mississippi. So she went through a roadblock and she was trying to show her license. Yeah. And when she opened up her wallet, she had some cannabis in there. Yeah. She got a charge. And oh, she was wow. like, I am a cancer a cancer mm-hmm. patient, patient and I have a survivor and I have right. to have this blah, blah, blah. And they was like, ma'am, we totally get it and we understand it, but right now the law is, you know, and so it's It's like, yeah, I wish Mississippi would finally, you know, legalize it because it's so many, like 
it not only cancer, but it's so many other things that it can really heal. Mm -hmm. And I say heal, not just treat, but heal. And mm -hmm. it can treat something, it meant some things, but I really feel like it can heal a lot of things. Yeah. And I really wish they would like legalize it to mm -hmm. where people that, um, especially like, you know, for the medical use of mm -hmm. it. Um, cause they, when I told the nurse, cause they were like, feeling happy today, aren't you? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling good today. Uh -huh. And then they would give me, when they would give me the, um, give me steroids and they would give me uh Benadryl in my IV. Yeah. So really that just made the high elevate. Uh huh. <laughs> but um but other than that, it did help me, you know, like I said, it helped me through the whole process from the beginning all the way to the end. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I wish Mississippi would do that because when I told them I said, Well, I said, Can you guys, you know, give me some type of authorization where I can go get me a license for it? And they're like, No, but we can give you some man made cannabis. And I'm like what, what is that? Like that's the whole purpose. That's that's the that's you just totally missing the whole point. Mm -hmm. I said I don't want man made. I want something that's going to be organic. Mm -hmm. And so still, I haven't been able to get it. But like I said, I was getting donations, so I I had my ways of getting yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But and I would always wait to you know like my boys would always go to sleep mm -hmm. and I would go to the garage and mm -hmm. do it. So they would never see me do anything right, like that. That's right. something I didn't want even to this day. Correct. I don't want them to know mm -hmm. I did things like that mm -hmm. because I don't want them to get the wrong perception. Right, right, right. Because right. they don't understand mm -hmm. like okay, mommy's still doing this because it does prevent yes. cancer. Yeah. So um, so I don't want them to see me doing that, but. It is something that I, I personally think that they should legalize. Yeah. I mean, one, with children, we have to protect their innocence until they're yeah. old enough mm -hmm. to understand. To understand. So I understand. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly what you're yes. saying. Okay, so um, what would be one, uh, well, just give uh, us as viewers um, just something that, a nugget that you would say for anyone that's fighting a Goliath. And mm -hmm. I call it a Goliath because all of us have something that's a giant right, in our life right. that we're going to have to face mm -hmm. so one point in our life right, you right. know um what um nugget would you give to uh, to us your circle your the people around and i've said that part of the whole entire thing <laughs> you gotta have the right people around you that's gonna stay positive that's gonna keep you going there's been times where i've kind of slapped back and i've had what are you doing mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. really have to have people like that in your life so having the right people around you and then praying for wisdom and discernment. Okay. That's something that's major for me because a lot of times we don't look in the spirit. And you know, mm -hmm. I when I was growing up, I, you know, we would preach that all the time. I'm yeah. like, hey, everything ain't spiritual. Yeah. But now I'm like, I see now how, how vital that is that, you know, you have to guard your spirit, you have to protect your spirit, you have to build your spirit. Yeah. So I would say those two things, just putting the right people around you because the right people around you is gonna associate with your spirit too. And they're going to either build it or they're going to break it down. Yeah. So just having the right people and then constantly, you know, praying, um, meditating. Mm -hmm. Those are things, you know, just 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 talking to God and having a relationship. Mm -hmm. Those are things that that help me even up until now. And it's something I'm getting stronger in day by day, you know, and something I'm learning. But you got to have those. I think once you have all those things in there, you can defeat anything. You really can. I mean, God first, but right. you know, you need every, all the other aspects and things around it is what helps. We can say, I need God, you know, only, I don't need nobody else. No, you do need, you know, you gotta have that somebody walk with you. Mm -hmm. And that's, mm -hmm. that's my personal opinion. Yeah. You gotta have somebody that's like, Christy, you know, yeah, you can do this mm -hmm. or, you know, 
that's not something you probably need to do. You need people that's going to be real with you too. So yeah, I, when you talk about the people, I was um, when you were saying you believe that they got to have. Well, that's almost biblical because he, yeah. he's them out two by twos because when yep. one is weak, the other one is right. strong, and right. it is vice versa mm-hmm. to build each other up along right. the way of the journey of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I agree. So now let's move into the entrepreneur hat of okay. Christy. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Christy is a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? What's the name of your um, business? Replica Graphics. Replica. Okay, mm-hmm. Graphics. Mm-hmm. That's the email address. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Now it makes sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right, so what made you get into graphic design? Um. Well, I had got, I got a job at Office Max in 2008. Okay. So I started working in the print department, and I had a little bit of graphic experience, not too much. It was more so with AutoCAD. So, you know, that's like, oh. oh. <laughs> but I had experience with AutoCAD. And I really had to self, like, like, I still taught myself how to do Photoshop and a little bit of Illustrator. I'm still kind of sketchy on that. Mm-hmm. But I just kind of self taught myself on some things with that. And I would actually have customers come in and they would actually pay me up under their like, Oh, this is for you. You know, we'll pay for printing, but they pay. They started paying me like, don't yeah. you give this to Office Max? Uh-huh. And then I had people tell me, you know, you should try to do you make this your own business. Yeah, you're good at it. So I eventually ventured off, and when I left Office Max, I went ahead and did my I had my own print shop. My mom had a consignment shop in the front, and I had a print shop in the back. Okay. So I had my printer and everything, my computer, mm-hmm. and I would do. Um, all my computer work, I mean, all my graphic work that way. And I started that from there. Um, when I got my job at H&M, I kind of slacked back from it. Okay. Because I'm like, you know, it, it does have, it's like, it is one of those things that kind of coincides with, with the economy. Yeah. And yeah. people are, you know, there's graduation, there's heights to it, and then there's mm-hmm. lows to it. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, let me get something that's going to give me some, some stable money. Okay. So I started working at H&M. And now, since the pandemic happened, you know, um, it kind of picked back up again, but now it's like um, I had to be real with myself recently because I'm like it was getting to the point where I was getting overwhelmed, and I'm I'm the type of person I I can't say no. Okay. Like yeah, I help you, mm-hmm. but then I started getting behind on orders, and I'm like okay, quality over quantity. Yeah. So now I'm at the point now where I'm having to tell people you know I'm busy mm-hmm. or like you know I can't do this or let me refer you to somebody else, uh-huh. and I want to get my mind my because. It can stop your creativity. Okay. So, um, but other than that, that's how I got into the graphic design. And I mean, I, I enjoy it. It's something that, um, you know, especially when people challenge me mm-hmm. and they give me something, I'm like, okay, you want what? <laughs> <laughs> you want what as a logo? But it does challenge me because, you know, just help me. And, and it's something that kind of exercises my brain. Cause as I said to you before, you know, dealing with chemo brain, um, it it can be hard because sometimes some days I'm good, some days I'm not. Okay. So that can kind of hold up a lot of my time and my delays on mm-hmm. my work orders and projects. Is you know it can be at a point where I'm like, okay, I'm stuck, and I may be stuck for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes even long as a week where I, my whole mind just shut down. Right. And it's something I want because I want people like, oh, you just give me an excuse, but it is it, it's it real. is real. Yeah. It is real. Yeah. So it's something. So that's why I said I, it's something that. Um, Right now, I'm, I'm just kind of steady going to build back up to do because I, I love it. Okay. I love having people and, and getting their business to where they want it. 
helping them with their packaging and labels and stuff. I just it, it makes me feel good when I feel like I've reached the vision that they that they want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would so did you go to school? Did you take any classes in college or anything? Or I took Photoshop and that was it and I took art, but my major was in fashion design. Oh. So I went to, yes, I went to school for fashion design and um a pair of textile and merchandising at Mississippi State. Mm -hmm. And then I had a general business administration minor. Mm -hmm. So that was my degree. I was not looking into doing graphic design. Yeah. Like but sometimes, you know, like I said, you go to school for one thing and you end up doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. So the whole, I got, I did do visual merchandising at H&M. Okay. Uh, and I loved that, but it was stressful. It was stressful. H&M is, it was stressful. Okay. But, um, but other than that, um, that's what I got my degree in, and like I said, I veered off into doing graphic design. Yeah, all from working at Office Max. Mm -hmm. That is awesome. Yep. Hmm. So, um, what was the startup cost? Startup cost, um, I would say once I decided to go into it like full fledged, mm -hmm. um, I only paid like five hundred, you know, for the upfront, the deposit on the the leasing of the printer. Okay. After that. Um, they went by click counts and then I had to pay uh, a monthly lease an amount. So I would say sometimes like when I had good business, my bill was like, you know, probably 1200 that month. Uh -huh. Then there's sometimes where they were like, you know, it was only two or $300 a month, just depending on how, how, how busy I was. But I would say the startup cost, you know, having your computer, okay. the programs, um, and then depending on what type of printer, cause I mean, the printer can range from a used printer being, you know, two or three thousand dollars on up ten, fifteen, twenty thousand. So it just kinda of depends on what you want to do right there. But it, it doesn't cost that much to to start up. I would say, you know, you can start low level. You can outsource, you know, different printers. So I would say as long as you have the program, um, Adobe Photoshop, they have a program where you can get up well, the whole suite, I think. For like fifty five dollars a month. Okay. So if you want to start like that, that way you can work with different programs and teachers have different programs. Yeah. You two have, always have that's free. That, yes. That's free. So I mean, no need to go to school. You do not have to worry about you know like let me go ahead and get if you want a graphic design degree because they will teach you the details of it. Okay. But YouTube, mm -hmm. I mean, they got that, and there's so many other um, websites that give you free advice. So. Like like I said, take the take the cheaper route if yeah. you can. And like I said, as far as printer, that's that's it's, it's, up, to yeah, it's up to you on what kind of printer you want. So okay, you started out and you said leasing. Mm -hmm. What were you leasing for five hundred dollars or something? The printer. The printer, yeah. So I had like it was like a um uh I forgot what it is, a, a Minolta. Okay. And it was a printer, it was a biz hub, so um it was like a bigger printer, okay. probably about like this tall, and mm -hmm. I was able to do a lot of different, you know, types of paper, especially papers and things mm -hmm. like that. So that's why I said it, the price can be higher. You can get a small desktop, you know, but mm -hmm. sometimes you can't do car stocks and things. Yeah. So right now, I kind of backtrack from a lot of the printing part, mm -hmm. um, but I outsource a lot, which has been easy because like I don't put the extra work on me. Okay. So I can just outsource, you know, to different vendors that I use. Yeah. And I have a local printing company that I that I work with. And they give me a discounted rate. So I can and so and normally I don't ever charge extra people for printing because I'm and probably I need to, but I don't. I just charge them the same price they charge me. I just charge them my graphic design. Yeah. Thing. So um because my thing is like I don't 
I really don't see it as like I want to be a millionaire from this. Right. I really love helping people, mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. know, achieve what they're trying to trying to get. You know, if it's their logo for their business, like I said, their labels, or if it's a booklet, um, or anything that they need. I just love helping people to get like, oh my God, you reached a vision I was trying to get, or you yeah. know, that's what makes me feel feeling. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Um, were there any stumbling blocks? In getting started, that you had to jump over. Um, like I said, I'm an open book, so my thing, I, my stumbling block was, I, like I said, I love helping people, and I, I had helped somebody out with mm -hmm. some money, and um, it was a good chunk, mm -hmm. and it caused me to get behind on my printer. Okay. And so they had to take my prayer from yeah. me. And that was something that was hard because mm -hmm. it was like, I'm doing good. And I was trying to help somebody else out. Mm -hmm. And it ended up backfiring on me. But that was a stumbling block for me because it was like, it was a learning lesson. Sometimes we can't help everybody. Yeah. I was just, yeah. and I didn't have that discernment, mm -hmm. you know, as I would now on, on who to help. Yeah. But that was a stumbling block. And there were some times where I've had people that didn't want to pay. Yeah. Some people that, you know, they got the work order and was like, you know, oh, I'm going to pay you. And one guy, he just wrote a bad check, and they come to find out check was, uh, checkbook, the check account, check account was closed. Oh, my God. And I'm like, I had to, like, literally go, like, legal route. But it was something that, like I said, those things, they were selling boxes, but they did help me along the way on how to deal with people. Okay. How to yeah. know what people to do with, like, and how to catch Certain people that I know, they ain't okay. In the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning, yeah. yeah. Some things, some some things you just know. Some people, I just kind of like, some in my spirit, like, mm, mm. don't work with them, mm -hmm. you know. So, it, it sounds ugly because, you know, you like, you, you should be caring to everybody. But you really can't. Yeah, really because can't. people don't have integrity. Anymore. They don't. They don't. And people don't care about treating you a certain way. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I know you and I right. can't. If I didn't pay you for a service, I would feel some type of way every time exactly. I see you yeah. in public mm -hmm. or every time I see your name across right. social media. Right. Because people, are, the spirit is bold. It is. So they don't walk up they to don't you and be like, hey. Uh -huh. you be like, uh, hey, now where my money? Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I got an incident where I had a family member reach out to me. Um probably a month or two ago and wanted like a thousand dollars and gave me this whole sad story and I was like mm -mm. yeah I, at first what I did was I uh deferred and I was like let me let me talk to my husband and see and look at our finances and see right you know what it is mm -hmm. I give it to you but then when I said that he um he had kind of almost like he got offended because I said what I had you know mm -hmm. and so that further let me know no yeah so then I called my auntie well, I, I, because I, I, I don't talk to this auntie, so I had somebody else to reach out to that auntie mm -hmm. and let her know that your child is um calling around right. me like ain't no hundred dollars or fifty dollars, ain't big chunks of money. You need to help your child, right? And so, and my thing to him was. I don't let people borrow mm. large sums of money because uh -huh. if I can't afford to just give it to you, right. then I mm -hmm. ain't no because you're not gonna treat me like a bill exactly. collector and ducking and dodging okay. my house, and then we can't we can't continue to be friends right. or keep it on the up and up. Right. So I've learned, you know, with that mm -hmm. because I didn't let people borrow funds, and yeah. then I got to call you and ask you for my money back. On like 
only because you told me when you was gonna give it you back to that. me. So right. I expected for you to mm -hmm. give it back to me or communicate to me that right. life something happened mm -hmm. and it's gonna be delayed. Right. But right. if you don't communicate, you just ducking and dodging. Don't do that. Don't I feel some that. type of way. Mm -hmm. You taking yeah. advantage of my niceness right. or you know. Yeah. What yeah. uh, Big Warner said is the principality. <laughs> 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 it's the principality. So like. Um, and, and, and I'm the same way. I don't mind helping and giving, mm -hmm. but now I'm at the point now, if I, if, if I know I don't have it mm -hmm. to let you have it, mm -hmm. I'm not going to give it to you, yeah. you know, and, and, and if I can't give you that full amount, I can do this amount, uh -huh. you know, yeah. so, you know, and that, and it's something, like you said, it's a learning thing, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. but as we get older, you start knowing like, okay, uh-uh. <laughs> what you feeding me is a whole bunch of <laughs> all right so um how um give them one vendor that they could use if someone was starting up and they're watching this and they go you know what i've been trying to get into it um just throw out well, one vendor that you don't mind sharing um as far as like um with the like graphics, graphics. Uh -huh. yeah well i would definitely say um Definitely get Adobe photo, like Photoshop. Okay. They do have a cheaper version of that. You can get the, just that alone. Okay. I would say work with Adobe. And then as far as like printing and leasing, if you want to lease a printer, mm -hmm. you say, um, it's local companies. I can't remember the... Um, but they can Google it. They can Google it, yeah. yeah. All you have to do is put in um, uh, print leasing, 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 yeah, okay. leasing okay. printers or whatever. But um, SNS Graphics mm -hmm. and Copy Creators in Tupelo, they're great to work with. Okay. Those are two um, print companies. They're really great. They and like I said, if you're constantly doing business with them, they start seeing like, oh, she's she's doing. They'll they'll work with you. Okay. And these are people, like I said, the quality of work is great. Uh, it's something local. Some things I do have to outsource again, once again. But the things that I can get done locally, mm -hmm. they're they're just great. So SNS Graphics and Copy Creators, okay. you can definitely go to them and Tupelo, and, and they can, you know, try to reach out to them and tell them like, hey, I, I, this is what I do. I might need uh, more consistent services, and then can you work me with price? They they are great people to work okay, with. Okay, great, great. All right, so how can our viewers connect with you if they wanted to um, reach out to Christy for graphic design or just um, they, they might be going through something and they feel like they need to just inbox you or something like right. that? Right, they can catch me on Facebook, Christy Davis, K-R-I-S-T-I-E Davis. Um, and they just inbox me that way. I don't have a website for the graphics business. Okay. I'm changing that up, and like I said, I'm kind of slowly putting that to the side and working on another business. Okay. But you can definitely reach me out on Facebook and I can give you any information you need. Um, I don't mind helping people. If you want me to teach you or give you some insight or help vendors, people that I use, I definitely don't mind helping because there's room for everybody. Okay. It, it sure is. Mm -hmm. It sure is. All right. So, um, all right, Queens. Uh, Miss Christy has been here with today and she has added some jewels to our crown. I hope that her um, testimony, her life journey has inspired you, has helped you along the way because that's what this is all, that's what Queendom is all about is building each other up um, and um, not holding back and being authentic um, in our life and in our businesses. Um, if you all need anything or, would, um, or need some guidance, don't forget, um, everybody go like and follow Christy um, through Facebook. Yes. 
Um, also, um, let's go and if you will, I have on some new uh, apparel, which is Bashel Rock Locks natural uh natural roots 24 7. um check it out on queendomus.com don't forget to like share and subscribe to all of our um, podcast um streams and channels on all of the major outlets until next week love you all See you next week.